good morning, everybody. Or maybe evening, honestly. Um, to start this off, I want to acknowledge that this is going to be kind of a change of pace from the usual episodes we have going out. I honestly just didn't feel right putting out today's episode, which was going to be with Roro Artistry. Really good episode, and I will try to put it out either later this week or maybe next Monday. Um, I'm sorry, Ro. I know we had a great episode, but it just didn't feel genuine to put it out right now in the midst of all this without confronting what is corona and what is this virus that is coming and has already affected lots of the states and specifically my state and there's a lot coming our way so I wanted to sit down today and kind of just talk about it and what people do basically my dealing with it and learning about it and all that so yeah this is a disruption of the great conversations we've been recording um cool episodes are coming but i wanted to take some time today to really just talk about corona and what's happening so first off let me say that i am obviously not an expert in any of this i do not study virology um i barely knew the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic honestly um, I am not a fucking scientist. Like, I don't know any of this. But I feel like myself and Kahan, honestly, have had an interesting journey with all of this. Um, to start it off, we started tracking Corona. I think we had a picture that showed us that we were doing this since maybe the end of January, back when it was still considered the Chinese outbreak, and we were learning about the shutdowns over there, and it was starting to spread before I got to Europe and before it got over here and the panic started. So it's been a crazy journey, honestly. It's been a crazy journey. It's been crazy seeing how much of a bite back there's been against the science and how easy it is for people to just downplay such a scary thing. So yeah. I can't tell you much about Corona that you probably don't already know. Um, started in late November, early December in a place called Wuhan, which is a city in China. Um, for people who don't really get the scale of it or the scope of it, I just want to acknowledge that Wuhan is, I believe, about 2 million more people than New York City was where this started at. So when we say that the shutdowns over there got serious, they got really serious. Um, last I saw, I want to say the stat was that the Chinese quarantine was over 900 million people, which lets you know that when an economic powerhouse like China decides to shut down, there's lots of serious shit going on. So, one of the things I want to talk about with coronavirus is this strong sense of morality that has been striking me and lots of my peers who have been really like studying and looking into it, like. Shout out Kahan, um, my homie Static, who we're going to get on the podcast eventually. He's another one. Um, I remember me and him, we went to Cleveland about three weeks ago. And we were kind of the only ones in our peer groups who even kind of knew what Corona was and knew that it wasn't a flu. And so we were talking about how scary it is that this virus is possibly coming here and how things will be shutting down and how this is going to be a change of life. And back then, it seemed fucking crazy. And I understand why it seemed crazy. Because we were talking about things that weren't happening. And we were talking about... We were talking about something that 
moves so fast that it's hard to project into the future exactly how that's going to change your life. But it will. And it did. Um, since then, I've recorded lots of podcast episodes, some that are going to come out later where we casually reference Corona, such as my podcast episode with Remy, where we talked about how, well, Remy, if y'all don't know, he is the owner of a clothing line, and he was talking about how the coronavirus was messing up manufacturing in China. We were talking about these delays because it was so interesting to see how the world is so intertwined. And that's before any of us knew that it was going to go like this. I, if you're listening and you don't know where I live, I live in the state of Ohio, and I've found it really comforting to see how our governor, Governor Mike DeWine, and our head of our health department have been tackling this issue progressively. One of the things that has become clear over the last couple of weeks is that social distancing is by far our best mechanism we can use right now to deal with this com- with what is coming. There's lots of experts who know way more than me who are saying that we are fast tracking to be kind of like what's happening with Italy right now or with Spain. And if you haven't looked into the stories, I promise you, you should look into them. You should see just how bad this virus has gotten without proper precaution being placed and without people listening to the rules. Um, I'll be honest with you. This weekend, I was really disappointed with lots of my peers. I was really disappointed to see that lots of people didn't take the social distancing seriously. Um, lots of people didn't take the fact that the state government said that we need let we need people over a hundred people in an event, event to be shut down. But instead, we saw people abusing that and showing events and and functions and embracing the idea that 90s capacity, 90s capacity, like. Like, that 10 makes much of a difference. And it sucks. It sucks to log onto my old Twitter account and see people making memes and making jokes about this disease, calling it the boomer remover. Like, lots of our grandparents and lots of our parents and lots of our friends are going to be affected by this. Like, it's maddening. You guys, if you're on the fence about corona and you think that this is just another flu or another emergency, or another thing hyped up by the government that is going to just throw people into chaos and not become a big thing, I want you to seriously listen. Corona is different. Corona is not the swine flu. The fatality rate of corona has already been shown to be way higher than that of the swine flu, and even way higher than that of the seasonal flu. I mean, honestly, again, I'm not an expert, but it seems like the experts are finding this region of what the mortality rate of this thing will be. Last I checked, it seems like the lowest rate and the most optimistic was around a 0.6% mortality rate. Just for a reference of what that truly means, it means that this is going to be at least six times deadlier than the seasonal flu which rests at about a 0.1% mortality rate. Six times deadlier. I know that we are getting flooded by all these stats from people on social media who are saying, yo, the flu has killed this many people this year. Corona's only killed this many. Why are we worried? Well, the thing is, Corona is still new. It's still new. This is something that's not even six months old. And it's already wiped out an insane amount of people across the world 
again, this is a different episode. So while I'm talking, I'm actually going to do a couple things to fact check. I'm going to look up right now the death toll with Corona, just so we can see in real time what the what the fatality rate has been so far, because it's really shocking. So let me do this type, and let's see. So pulling up first, we're seeing that the death toll has passed 6,500 6, people so far. That's 6,500 lives lost to this disease that is still new and is still evolving. I know, we're in a world of over 7 billion people, and that 6,000 seems like it's not that much. But this is, again, this is the beginning. Where you're staying at now kind of dictates when you're going to start seeing the effects. Um, me being based in Columbus, Ohio, we are starting to get our first cases rolling in. I know that there was a firefighter who turned up doing down with corona and i want to say that they tracked his his first signs to being late to mid-february um again the death usually comes around three to four weeks after you get hospitalized so it kind of staggers in um a couple other facts about corona that you should be mindful of is the fact that lots of the young people who are carrying it are asympathetic now if you don't know what asympathetic means it means that you can have the virus you can have a high amount of the virus within you, but you might not feel sick. So you'll be walking around with the virus, spreading it and being contagious with it. And you might not even know. I, again, I'm not an expert. I don't have the percentage on hand to show you how many people are walking around like that. But I do know that it's enough that we have to go through these extreme measures. Uh, one of the buzzwords in the last couple of weeks has been this idea of social distancing. So social distancing is this idea that because this virus grows at an exponential rate, we have to limit how much interaction we're having with people so we can slow this virus down. Now, the question is, why do we want to slow this virus down when people are expecting us to get about a 40 to 70 percent infection rate within the next 18 months? Well, the thing is, we don't want it to spike fast, as the virus has done in places like Wuhan, China, um, in places like Italy and Spain, in places like Iran, the virus struck, and at first it started slow, trickling in, but within days, it was doubling, it was becoming a big pressure on the healthcare system, and healthcare workers were getting sick because it's so much of an overload, and then, and then you get to the point where Italy's at, where they have to decide who to give equipment to, because there's only so much of a surplus of equipment and there's a vast amount of patients. And it becomes this thing, as we've seen with these anecdotal stories from healthcare workers in Italy, where you have to look at two patients, and it's kind of like the trolley problem. You have to decide which patient has the greatest life expectancy, the best chance of recovery, and deserves the equipment over the one who's more likely to die. And then you have to make these tough decisions. And these are decisions that I don't think anybody wants to make. I know here in America, it feels like this is all hype and we're seeing stories about toilet paper being bought in bulk or people loading their cart up with 20 gallons of milk. I get it. But that's because people have not been doing the education up until now. And this kind of just smacked them in the face. I think that's a lot of fear. And I want to take a moment to say that that fear is not necessary, you guys. Um, even in China, when they went through their large quarantine, 
the grocery stores were still open. Yes, they restricted hours. Yes, they put in place rules for you to be about three meters apart from any other person. And yes, they check your temperature where you go in. Well, they're checking your temperature everywhere in China. But they're checking your temperature when you go into the grocery store. But the stores were still open. And that's because we know that we have to keep these supply chains open, you guys. This is not a time for hoarding. Yes, buy food for the next couple weeks. So you can cook at home, minimize risk, and not really go out and flood our restaurant workers because they also are at risk for this, you guys. So I understand that. But please don't hoard. These resources, they'll be here. We will eat, you guys. We will eat. We will, we will make it through it in that sense. That is honest. Please don't go out and hoard. I also want to talk about, and I'm trying to do this in a way that doesn't just come off as angry, but I want to talk about social responsibility real quick, everybody, because that's something that I didn't realize was as serious as it is until now. This goes to all of my friends who are influencers and who are event organizers and people who call themselves voices of the city and voices of their community. You were given the platform you have by your peers because we believe that you have our best intent in mind. We believe that you have our best interest in mind. And we believe that when push comes to shove, you will put our safety above anything else because that is what's necessary and that is a responsibility you take on when you organize these events or when you call yourself an influencer and when you say that people should listen to your thoughts and your opinions and listen to what you believe is right and what you think we should be doing. And in this moment right now, it is important that you remember you have that power so that you are helping people because there's a lot of information being thrown at people about the quote-unquote average person. A lot of information is being thrown at the average person or the layman. And they are scared. We are all scared. We don't know what to do. And we're looking towards y'all. So when you're throwing an event, when you're throwing an event during a worldwide pandemic and you're telling people to come out to these small social places and sit shoulder to shoulder and have fun and share drinks and do all of this and suck the virus and all of that, you're killing people. That's the truth. That's the truth at the end of the day. You are abusing the lack of knowledge about this epidemic and you're making it seem like it's something that should be brushed off because it's not that serious. And you're killing people. You're killing people's grandmothers. You're killing people's mothers. You're you're, you're helping this virus spread because it spreads from person to person. And social distancing is one of the only tools we have right now to stop this spread or at least contain it to all who's already contaminated in their group. And and when you're bringing all these people together, you're bringing so-and-so from here who's met this, who's come across this person, and so-and-so from here, and this person might be immune compromised, and this person might live with their grandma. You're bringing them all in the same room, and you're letting this virus be able to spread. And like I said, lots of people are asympathetic, especially the kids and especially people in around their 20s. So lots of us will not even know we have it. And we will take it back home and we could possibly affect our grandmother, possibly affect our immune, efficient family member, possibly affect people who have lung disease or what's coming out of chemo. And they might, they might die, you guys. They might die. I get right now that the bodies have not started piling up yet. Um, 
excuse me for my ignorance, but I believe last night or yesterday, it was near 60 people in America have died so far. Trust me, that number is going to grow at an exponential rate. It really is. This virus has something called a doubling rate, which means that it doubles how many people are affected, and it doubles every six days. Every six days. So... These numbers that we're seeing now are going to double and double and double and double. And even more, if you haven't been paying attention, the testing in America has not been optimal. It has not been optimal. A couple days ago, I was reading reports that the testing was about five for every million people or something like that. Five in America? Um, I want to say North Korea. I want to say South Korea. So excuse me for my um, misspeak. But I want to say South Korea was about 2,500 for every million these are the differences we're seeing here. We don't even know how much of a spread we have. The state of Ohio announced that there is an estimated, an estimated community spread of about 100,000 people in this state alone. I know that that doesn't make sense when you put it against the world count. And there's lots of experts who will be better at explaining to you the nuance of such a conversation. But they're worried about community spread, which we have found. And they're worried about the fact that lots of people are not getting tested. And we don't know how many. Um, Ohio was probably sitting, I think Ohio is sitting around 35, no, 350 tests have been committed so far, maybe 400 in the state of Ohio alone. We have millions of people. We need to think about how limited these numbers actually are and, and the morality of when you are bringing people to places, you guys, I'm not going to lie, I was disappointed this weekend when I saw how many of my peers were going out to bars, you guys. I get it. Social distancing sucks. I truly get it. It really sucks. You don't get to hang out with your friends. You don't get to go out and have fun and post pictures and get drinks. I get it. But these last couple of days were the days that we were going to make a change. That was giving us time for our healthcare workers to not have an overload in the next couple of weeks. And instead of doing the right thing and giving space and not going on social distancing, a vast majority of us went out and threw parties and went to bars and it's just spread, honestly. And we're not going to see the effects of that for the next couple of weeks because of how this thing works. It's a two-week incubation period, you guys. Two weeks before the first symptoms even strike you. But you're still infectious for about five days out of that. So you're good. So it, so it, so it, 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 it takes time. And I want to remind people of that. It takes time. Again, I'm saying, I'm trying not to get angry. And I hope I don't come across as angry. I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated and I wish that we took this more seriously. But before I go, I also want to talk about the fact that there is hope out of all of this. Again, Ohio is kind of leading the charge right now with the school closures, which um, DeWai kind of floated on CNN yesterday about the fact that it might be for the rest of the year. Um, I know lots of the college campuses are out for the rest of the semester officially. Um, I know that Ohio was also one of the ones to lead the charge of the city shutdown of bars and restaurants. My heart goes out to all of my friends in the service industries who are out of the job right now. I know that the state is offering unemployment, but also know that the amount of money you're going to get from that is nowhere compared to how much you would be making normally. And that sucks. It really does. There's lots of funds being organized around the city to help out some of these people. And if you have spare change, I truly hope that you're able to donate and help out because this is going to be rough. Uh, for those worrying about paying their rent, I know that certain cities are putting up 
Marindums. I don't think I said that the right way. Please excuse me again. I'm not an expert, but they're putting up basically movements to make sure that evictions are put on a hiatus during this epidemic. I know that Dayton, the city of Dayton, has already done that. I know that Miami down in Florida has already done that. I know that Cleveland has announced that they're not doing that, but there's lots of pressure. If you live in Cleveland, there is a petition that you can sign to help force the hand of the um, city board there to make the same thing. Maybe not the city board, I think it's more the courts, but still. I know that Columbus has not announced anything in that way yet, and I'm hoping and praying that Columbus decides to fall on the right side of this, the right side of history, and to put a hiatus on evictions because people are not going to be able to pay, honestly. I know that there's lots of doomsday forecast about recessions coming. And for lots of us, this will be our first recession as an adult. This will be my first recession as an adult. It's already here, and it's going to get bad. Um, I know the Spanish influenza was what kind of kick-started the Great Depression. I'm not saying we're going to be that bad, but I do think that it's proper to be cautious and to be thinking about other ways to source income and maybe picking up skills while you're at home because... You don't know what we're going to end up out of this with. I want to talk about this idea that this was just blow over. I hope that I'm wrong and it will, but I'm pretty sure I'm right and it will. Um, the experts are saying that this is going to affect a majority of us eventually, no matter what. It's just about when. And hopefully we don't overstress our healthcare system to the point where they can't deal with it when it really starts to peak. I want to say that the state of Ohio announced that they're expecting to peak here around the middle of April. So that's around a date you can kind of keep on eyes for to see if things are going to slow down a little bit after that. We might be able to get off of this basically lockdown. I'm not sure yet. Nobody's sure yet. This is going to get bad, you guys. But it's okay because we'll make it through it as long as we remember to stay with our families, practice social distancing, practice practice proper hygiene, not panic and do things that you're going to regret in the long term. And remember your moral responsibility to remember that this just isn't about your life. If you don't get sick or if you won't have bad symptoms and die, that doesn't mean that the virus will spread on to somebody who will. Social distancing is about stopping all that. And I want to really emphasize that it's important that we practice it. That's what I've been practicing these last couple of days. And I've had many moments where I'm going to crack, and I'll probably have many more as time goes by. But it's necessary. Thanks to everybody who listens to the podcast. I really appreciate your support. I thanks to everybody who's seen me posting all these articles on social media, trying to share information, and who's reposted or thanked me like Thank y'all. I, I'm, um, if you don't know, I'm diabetic, which means I'm immune compromised, and I've kind of been dealing with this feeling of helplessness, knowing that I probably wouldn't be able to volunteer to the front lines when this gets bad, and I won't be able to help the healthcare providers out because if I get sick, I just go down, and that sucks. So I'm trying to do my part to share information and to keep people in the know. So right now, I've been posting a lot on my Instagram and Twitter about what's going on, sharing advice with the actual experts. I've been taking over, well, I've been helping out with bigger accounts, so uh, Matter, Matter News, if you know Matter, you can know you can follow them on Instagram, um, at Matter News underscore. What we usually do is cover things happening within local um, Columbus and 
the Central Ohio region. But lately, they've let me kind of divert our attention away from development right now to talk about Corona. So I've been posting a lot of resources over there. Um, if you're looking for resources, I will continue to post throughout the foreseeable future over there to kind of help out. There's also lots of resources you can look for online. Um, I'll put in the link of the bio the Ohio Department's um, website that really tracks in uh, real time how many cases they have. How we uh, we haven't had a death yet, but I'm sure they'll have deaths on there. Um, how many negatives they have. That's a really good resource. I know that there's other places to go. I will try to keep in mind other places and just continue to help out. And I'm trying to reach out to big platforms and share information with them so they can search their followers because I think it's time for us all to be educated on this. I'm sorry that today's episode was kind of grim. I, I get it. I feel like we've had Corona overload. I just didn't feel right not dedicating some time to talk about it and to talk about dealing with it. Remember, you guys, just because we're self-lockdown doesn't mean that you can't go out into the sun. Um, A walk or a run is always a pretty good way to burn some energy, keep your body fit, and get some sanity in mind. I've also been meditating a lot. I think that's a good one. Um, If you're at home with, like, kids, as long as you can take them out of the sun, make sure they're not worried, you know? It's going to be the little things over these next couple of weeks that keep us sane. It's going to be the little things we do to stay okay that's going to keep us okay. I really appreciate everybody who's taking this seriously and who's practiced social distancing. Keep going, you guys. If you haven't practiced social distancing, please start. This is my appeal that you please start. It's a moral responsibility, everybody. Again, I'm sorry this is so grim, but this is life at times. And... We're dealing with something that nobody was prepared for. This is something that we're going to remember. I hope you remember it as being on the right side of it. Thank you, everybody. Please stay safe. And like I said, I will continue to share resources. Till next time.